get it. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. We're two landscape designers who have been working in the field for over 25 years. Through our podcast, Digging Deep, we will bring to you our knowledge, our challenges, our foibles, our stories, and our ideas to help you create the most unique landscape for you and your family. Well, we are going to talk about drainage. This episode is all about drainage because it is finally raining here in Northern California. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean we don't complain that it's raining after we've complained about no rain. Right. We complain when it doesn't rain. We complain when it does rain. But drainage is something very, very special for me because it's something that I talk to my clients about. And it isn't sexy and it isn't pretty, but it is also necessary. Well, if you do not address it, it can ruin your house. Absolutely. It could flood your basement. It could ruin your house. It could make the bottom of the um, stucco crumble. Yes. Not to mention all the other horrors. But also, we want to give a nod to any state east of California, which is at this point, time probably in snow or and dealing with snow so we're also going to talk about that and some solutions um, that you can do if you do have a lot of snow right yeah there's wrapping the pipes and um, I'm always amazed that these plants especially in Maine and New York they're totally covered for three months out of the year and then in the spring that miracle happens you they know, still they, survive they yeah. survive <laughs> and the you know the tulips they push through the crocuses but anyway so it is raining here when a new landscape goes in so we'll talk about a, an established house but in the city of sacramento and probably most of california all the drainage has to be done in what looks like a u around the house so the two open ends are in the front by the sidewalk if if you're going down to the sidewalk, and then it makes a curve around. It's not legal to drain into your neighbors. No, that's that's a very important point and something that people need to be aware of. What I try to tell clients, if you're buying a house that's already been established, one of the things, you know, people walk through homes and they look at rooms and they look at finishes and they look at all those things and they may go out into the backyard and see the size of it and if it has a pool or a patio but it's really funny because people don't look to see what the drainage situation is and then they wind up buying it and then the first rains come and they find either the back lawn is totally soggy their animals go out there and they bring in mud or half the yard is underwater or the water is draining back to the house so So one of the things, the first thing that I want to mention is before you even consider anything, if you're buying a house and if you're, if it's an already established house and landscape, one of the things that you want to look at in addition to all the other things, the pretties and the finishes and the rooms and everything, you want to go outside and and actually look at the drainage. And a lot of you might be saying to yourself, I have no idea. What am I looking at? Well, let me tell you what you're looking at. Because when I bought this house, I walked out and I looked back at the house and I saw this lighter color line along the base of the house. Now, also, it used to be when you built a house, there you could go four to six inches up which, with a concrete, and then the stucco would start. Well, now it's eight inches. Right. But anyway, I saw that, and I said, it looks like there's been water damage. And they said, no, no, it, there was, and we put in a French drain. Well, I, you know, I bought the house. That's, right, that's 20 right. years ago. But since then, I remember I had um, concrete poured. Now you're... <laughs> 
you got to deal with a reputable concrete right, um, right. Uh, licensed contractor. But what they had done is they took my downspout, unbeknownst to me, and then they picked it up from the gutter on the bottom, and they ran it and hooked it to my other downspout, which meant that as soon as that little pipe filled up, all the water came rushing over, and then I had a flood in my room. And if some of you don't, you know, because we we assume that you know what we're talking about, a downspout is... Your roof drains usually into a gutter up on top, right, right. and that gutter usually is attached to a pipe um, that's that's tacked onto the side of your house, and that's called the downspout, and the downspout drains down. So what Roberta was talking about was that pipe that comes off of the gutter, just so that to clarify exactly what she was meaning. Yeah. Well, um, houses in the past, and I see this all the time, the gutter would just run over the concrete, right. and so it would get wet and slimy, you know, with the... Um, you know, with the green algae. Yes. And, and they used to do that on sidewalks. It would pop up, then the water would run on the sidewalk. Anyone walking by could slip because it gets really slimy. But now, for, I worked for years with Habitat for Humanity with their new build, and we built LEED-certified homes. Well, getting LEED points is not easy. So in the landscape end, one of the things we got a point for is instead of taking that drain pipe all the way to the sidewalk, which means when the rain comes, all that water just goes down into the gutters and into the street um, sewage. You stop it midway in the landscape, and then it could penetrate and permeate the soil. And you might think, well, wait a minute, that's way too much water. Well, that's when it's a good idea to put in a dry cobble stream or a bioswale. And one of the things that I also, um, Roberta was explaining to you is in the past, and I see that a lot in older homes, um, again, the downspout drains down and the water hits the concrete. Well, a lot of times the concrete's older and it, and the water will sit around the foundation of the house. Well, in a lot of, lot of homes that are older, they have raised foundations or they have basements. And what happens is, and the water sits around the foundation of the house, and the next thing you know, the water is seeping down into the basement. Right. Or, yeah, um, or it just sits there and starts to seep into the foundation. So one of the things that is very important <clears throat> that I usually recommend to people is one of three things you can do is right at the end of the downspout, you can put what's called an area drain. Imagine a dr the drain that's in your shower. You put that right underneath the downspout. That drain is then connected to a pipe, usually a solid pipe, and then taken out to the landscape where it drains. Right. That's if the concrete is not already in. If the concrete's not already in. The other option would be to actually bring the pipe and there's a fitting that goes <clears throat> right on the end of the downspout mm -hmm. that you can go ahead and attach that. And again, this is if you don't have concrete already poured. Right. Usually the attachment looks like a black... Um it's a hose, but it looks like an accordion. Yes. And they call those ABS. Things. Yes. I've been, um, in the past, a lot of people have been using the ABS, and I've been switching now, I will tell you, mm -hmm. to the solid but, ABS, uh, the solid pipe. And the reason is it lasts longer. Oh, yes. But if you're connecting it to your downside, yes, you yes. might not have room for the solid one. Exactly. So that's one of the situations that you want to do. The other thing that... that um, what I find a lot of times are in the older homes and even in newer homes, people will pour concrete for their patios, they drain it, and then they drain it right into the lawn. And so what happens is the first couple minutes, the water will drain into the lawn and percolate down. But after, when you get a, a downpour of maybe half an inch, the water will just sit in the lawn and then it backs up and you start seeing the brown water coming onto your right, patio. Right, right. You know, I had a client that wanted to have a rain harvesting system. And let me tell you, here in Northern California, it's nearly 
it's just not cost effective. And I'll tell you why. We only get rain in the winter months. We don't get rain like the Midwest in the right, summer. We right. don't get that. So what you have to have is massive storage tanks. Now, the point I'm making is if you really look at the calculations of the water coming off your roof, it's thousands of gallons. Right. And so what Michael was just talking about, if you're going to drain it into your lawn, all that water will be sitting there and right. sponging. And then if it does warm up, then you have fungus in your lawn. I mean, it just causes problems. So drainage, I'd say, I always look at the landscape as a sort of like when we're first building it, like a human body. And the very first thing that, that you're going to get in there is this, the skeleton, the bone structure, which is your drainage. Which is the drainage. And for me, what I recommend and what we always design in our plans, whenever possible, is what's called a channel drain. And what that is, is that's at the end of the patio. And that is a channel. If you can imagine that the concrete's at one level and it's at the same level, it actually dips down below the concrete. And it's a three or four inch channel. And then it has a grate on the top that is removable. That's yeah. a very important thing. Picture pools, because right. channel drains are always used around pools. Right. Now, they're not aesthetically the nicest looking things, but you, it would driveways, let's say your driveways on a, um, you know, on a grade, and then the channel drains at the base. But there's this company, I think it's called Iron... Um, it's not Iron Man. That's a that's a competition. Anyway, I'll find the name of it and I'll post it on our website. But they make these beautiful metal grates. So yes. you could take the plastic off of those right. channel drains. Let's say if you're doing it in your yard and you want something that really looks nice. And then you could drop in these uh, all different patterns of ironwork. So um, that's another alternative. But drainage, like I said, that's the skeleton. And um, if you're starting new... The way to to do it properly is to grade. Right, right. But if you're doing, and, and I'd say 90% of my work are is retrofitting. It's it's redoing landscapes that are already in. So there's just so much grading you can do. Right. A lot of the redesign that we're doing is, yes, they're older homes, but we, we wind up having them take out the old concrete mm -hmm. because it's done incorrectly. And one of the things I was going to say is you were saying that a lot of around swimming pools, and that's absolutely right, are using channel drains. But in the past, and still pool companies do it, they call what they put in what's called a deco drain. And the difference being is a deco drain is like a half an inch to one inch, and it doesn't have a top that can take that can come right. off. So the problem is, is that one leaf or a little bit of dirt goes into the deco drain mm -hmm. and the thing and suddenly the whole thing is clogged up. When you're looking at a channel drain or some sort of a drain, you want to make sure that the the top, the graded section can be removed so that you can actually get in there, clean up any dirt, any sand, any gravel and any leaves and then you can put it back in. And one of the things we always do is we recommend because I don't like the plastic ones either. I just recommend deco um, channel drains with a metal grate. Yeah, that that's nice as well. And the deco drain, you know what they look like? Remember, well, they still have them. If you're putting up bookshelves, you know, those vertical pieces of yes, metal? Yes. That's what a deco yes, drain looks exactly. like. And so, you know, you'll know the difference. Not to mention that the uh, channel drain is, is wider and it catches more water. And let me just say one thing is when you're, you know, because cost is a very important factor. But here, this is something that I really, really need to bring home. Yes, as I said earlier, it's not sexy and it's not wonderful. You're not going to bring your friends over to show them your channel drains. But the reality <laughs> is, and when the contractor gives you a bid, it's going to be expensive. They're not inexpensive to put in there. But 
you don't want to shortchange yourself. As Roberta said earlier, if you wind up getting flooding and the flooding goes into your house or into the foundation. That's expensive. That's expensive. So yes, you're going to spend a little bit more in the beginning, but what you're going to gain is just going to be amazing. You know, when my room flooded when I after I first bought the house and I, it, uh, I remember I woke up and I heard this water sound. And then I looked and my bed was a moat and my cat was drinking the water that was all around my bed. I mean, it was just horrible. And this is first thing in the morning and the rains are coming down and I had to go get sandbags. And you just don't want to be in that position because um, if you drain properly, no matter what you want your landscape to look like, how beautiful, how many flowers, if you don't start with the basics, the underground... It's all for naught. So what we first talked about was the idea of connecting your downspouts, if possible, to a drain line and taking them out to where it's supposed to drain. Number two we talked about was the idea of putting in a channel drain. For those of you that are pouring concrete or you're working with a contractor, the concrete should be sloped. That means that the slant of it at least one and a half percent away from your house. And that's part of their license. So it's it's usually a quarter inch per Per foot, right, and it's going to slope away. But when they put in a pool, the pool contractor, they're only um, what they need to do is just slope it away from the pool. Pool, and they're not responsible. Not the house. This is the thing that just <laughs> blows me away. You're talking about putting in a pool that has what ten, fifteen thousand gallons of water, and in little print, this happened about. 15, 20 years ago, in a little print on the back of the contract of the pool contractors, and this is the, the God's truth, it says pool companies are not responsible for drainage. They're, the homeowner is responsible. So they'll put in a pool, they'll basically slope the concrete or whatever so it slopes away from the pool, and then the homeowner is stuck with all this water, so if your pool floods or overflows, and it's going to the house. So it's your responsibility or the professional or the contractor that needs to address this and say, no, 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 we we cannot have water flowing back into your house. You, yeah, you, you can't. And, you know, with your uh, number system, so number three, but you could even put this at the, four, at the number one as well. It depends on where you're at with your landscape, is grading. If you can grade your yard in a way, just like they grade um, for the concrete to slope away, if you could have it so it's grading away from the house right. and to the sides, right. then you could put the drain lines to pick that up. And those same drain lines can connect to your downspouts. Absolutely. And what I tell people is, because I'm I'm a fanatic about drainage, instead of just one drain line on either side, I usually do numerous drain lines because I'm a fanatic. And so if one clogs up, you at least have a backup. Another thing to think about is if you're doing raised planters or you're doing retaining walls, retaining walls. you want to do what's called a French drain. So imagine doing a retaining wall built out of concrete block, built out of iron, built out of, of stacked stone, whatever it is. Behind that, you want to put a French drain. What that is, is that is a pipe with holes in it. It's called a perforated pipe. It's wrapped in a fabric so it doesn't fill in with all of the... Now, are you putting it at the top or the bottom of that wall? Okay, so you have to imagine, like you said, you have a wall, it's vertical, it's sitting on, uh, you know, ground level. Right. And then it's filled with dirt to two feet, three feet, five feet, however high. So go ahead. So what I do is I put the French drain at the bottom, 
wrapped with landscape fabric and then cover that whole thing. It's almost like a cylinder with drain rock mm -hmm. so that anything not only from the top but also coming from, from laterally will go into the drain rock, go down into the perforated pipe and that perforated pipe is attached to a solid pipe and then drained out to the yard. And then drained out. I had clients that had um, these beautiful planters. You, you came out onto their deck, beautiful planters, and then you'd walk downstairs and then you're into the pool. Well, the, the planters weren't drained right. And so all of the stucco around it started crumbling. Right. And it's, you know, it's not easy to redo that. You have pretty much have to take it all apart. You've got to get the drainage in. So always think first that, again, um, imagine you're building a body. You start with the, the skeleton. You start with the bones. You start the bones. with the drainage. Yep. yep, absolutely. So to recount, just, just for those people that are listening then going, well, what am I doing? We've talked about downspouts, kind of what you should do with that. We've talked about how to slope the concrete or the paving with channel drains. We've talked about if you've got a raised planter or you have a retaining wall, you need French drains. And then you also have like, okay, you've got a big lawn area um, and the lawn may, may be relatively flat. But again, if you're in a situation where the soil is pretty clay, so it doesn't drain quickly, um, that lawn area or even the ground cover area, that that's eventually going to flood. So you need to put what's called area drains. Area drains. Well, let's talk about the worst case scenario. That is that um, you have all your concrete in and your landscape or your, your yard is absolutely flat. Well, then you're going to have to go to a sump pump. Yes. And a sump pump, what that will do, um, you're, again, you have to grade in a way where the water will go to one place. It can't go out of the yard. Right. But then a sump pump is, um, it's connected to 110, so it's electric, and it's going to sense when there's water, and then it pumps the water out of, usually it's like a box in the ground that's got, yes. got yes. concrete block around it, and then you could pump it out and get it out to where you need, which is not, again, in your neighbor's yard, but out the front. And that's a very important thing. A lot of times when I'm doing in an older neighborhood, and you're absolutely right, there is no slope. So what uh, what Roberta was basically saying to you is, you basically have a flat yard. There's no grade to the yard. So you may put drains in there, but unless those drains, water only flows downhill. It's a very simple thing. Water flows downhill. It doesn't flow uphill, it flows downhill. So if you don't have a slope to your drain lines, um, it's not going to flow. And if you're going to, if you have a flat yard. So what she was saying is you put it into, you have a sump pump. What a, a lot of times we also do, it's a backup, is we put in what's called a dry well. And what that is, is like a five foot, five, five foot deep, five foot wide, five foot by five foot by five foot hole in the ground. Mm -hmm. You use landscape fabric or could be plywood, exterior plywood, and you line the sides of it because otherwise the dirt's just going to fill it mm -hmm. in. Then that whole thing is filled with rock. There is no bottom to it. Now the water then drains, you take all your drain lines into the dry well. And what happens is if you've got relatively good soil, it'll go into the dry well. And again, it's five feet by five feet by five feet. And that water will go into the dry well and then it will saturate and percolate down into the water table. But you will reach a situation where, and this is very important what, what Roberta was talking to you about a sump pump, 
if you get two weeks of straight rain or one week of two and three and four inches of rain, that dry well is going to fill up with water and that water is going to overflow. And again, it's going to flood out your yard. So if you then put in, knowing that you've got a an electrical outlet close that and it's protected so it doesn't electrocute you. GFI. GFI. And then you have a sump pump so that if you have a situation where that happens, you can drop that sump pump right into the dry well. You can then attach it to a hose or you can have a backup if this is something that's going to happen a lot you can have a pipe that's already put into the yard and then you just attach it and then that will pump all that excess water out to where the water's supposed to be drained right and again this is all um you think of it in the beginning and so um when we send the test out to you remember the first question is which way does water flow exactly up or down now if you have any questions or comments or topics that you'd like us to address go to our website we have a website and it's all one word digging deep dot blueberry that's b-l-u brry.net the blueberry they've dropped the e so again it's diggingdeep.blueberry.net and leave us a comment and we will read the comment and address it at some point if you're lucky no we'll, we'll address it and if we have no idea of what you're asking we'll do the best we can as far as um bullshitting bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> and and the important thing is We've just kind of touched on the subject of drainage. I mean, we could spend hours and hours. In fact, um, our next podcast, um, we didn't even get into the snow. No, we didn't get into the snow. And, you know, I don't, I mean, all I know about is wrapping the pipes and, right. and whatnot. But I will I will say that, and I tell uh, my clients here as well, because we, we do freeze once in a while. You know, we have climate change and it's getting warmer and warmer in our winters. Um, however, if you go into a period, a lot of people, when it's raining, what you should do is turn off your irrigation system. Yes, or yes. if you have, you know, a clock that senses that, it'll turn off. But if there's no rain and if it freezes your plants need some water. Yes. So you need to at least keep it on for five minutes every three days, something like that, um, because if it freezes, there's no water, that's when those plants will die. Well, another th- one, real quick, an- another thing that I wanted to mention was, um, and as I said, and we've got more, a lot more pod- podcasts that we're going to be doing, but one thing that I just discovered, we turned off, my clock automatically turned off because it's been raining, but I have some potted plants underneath a covered area. Uh-oh. And <laughs> And luckily, I remembered that they're not going to get any water when it rains because they're in a covered area. So I have to at least go out there once or twice a week and water them. Otherwise, your potted plants, you know, that are under a cover are going to shrivel up and die. And even though it's raining, they're not getting watered. Yeah, you well, you've heard of animal husbandry. Well, this is um, plant. Plant husbandry. And midwifery. So, um, you know, everything that is in your yard is alive and growing. And it's going to take the care and the and checking checking on everything. Even when it's nasty outside, you know, as soon as it clears up, Go outside, take a look. Is there flooding somewhere? Are there things that are undercover not getting water? This way you don't have to spend the money to replace things over and over again. I agree. I agree. And I'm Michael Glassman. I'm Roberta Walker. And we are Digging Digging Deep. Deep. Thank you for listening in and find us again next week. More to come.